Petersfield's Shine Radio. I'm Julie Butler for Petersfield Shine Radio. And I'm with Councillor Charles Lewison and Matthew Tiller. So, Charles, can I just ask what your official title is? Uh, I am the Portfolio Holder for Finance at East Hampshire District Council. And Matthew? I'm the Chief Finance Officer here. That's brilliant. And that's great that you're here because we're going to be discussing the budget that's going to be coming out in the next few weeks. So, Charles, could you give me the highlights? I think that would be a good way to start on this this interview. Okay, the highlights of the budget are that, you know, we're managing to produce a balanced budget, which in current times is very difficult. Um, As, you know, your listeners will have heard, you know, many councils are struggling to produce a balanced budget. East Hampshire, sorry, Hampshire District. Hampshire County Council yeah. is uh, currently going through a consultation on how it can save 132 million, and many other councils around the country are in the same position. Uh, we are in an, an enviable position of being able to produce a balanced budget um, without having to uh, pre- uh, use very high council tax increases. Uh, we are proposing to levy an additional five pounds on a band D property in order to balance the budget, um, but that's uh, that's in the current environment, below inflation and uh, below what uh, a lot of other councils are doing. Right. So, Matthew, how much is that? How much would that work out to the householder? Um, that is uh, five pounds for an average band D property per year, um, which will bring the band D to one hundred and forty-six pounds per annum. Right. So that's for it works the out, it works works. Out about ten p a week. Yeah, 10 a week. 10 a week, and that's for all the services that we provide as a district council. Right, right. So things like, you know, the welfare agenda and um, things like that, that's always been very uh, highlight and one of your top priorities, there's not going to be any differences to any of that stuff, is there? No, I'm going to go to Charles, I think. I, I mean, <laughs> the, the welfare agenda has been is generally financed in chunks. So, for example, about two years ago, we put uh, we invested over a million pounds into the welfare budget, uh, some of which was used in or was spent in that year. Uh, the balance of that goes into a reserve, which we, we basically pull down year by year. So there is still money in the welfare budget. Uh, we have managed to, e- even in these tough times, allocate about another £100,000 this year to the welfare budget uh, to continue funding things like outreach workers um, who are helping help, helping residents with cost of living issues. Right, OK. That's, that's, I think that will reassure quite a lot of people, especially people like Citizens Advice and other organisations. And Matthew, what about your new the new building? What about moving out of Penn's Place and moving into Montreux House? Will that have an effect? Yes, indeed. Um, we're in a smaller building, which is uh, uh, more suitable for the organisation moving forward uh, and actually is more cost-effective to run. Than, so we'll be making savings on the on ongoing costs yeah, compared to where we were before. Because there's, a, there's a, a big green agenda here, isn't there? Absolutely. It's a much greener building. We've got uh, solar panels on the roof, which helps us uh, with electricity state costs compared to the building we were in before, which actually had a lot of repairs required going forward. So I have to ask the question because obviously it's, it's a big topic of conversation at the moment, on, especially on social media. Hampshire County Council Services. Mm-hmm. Now, as we know, there's a big consultation at the moment um, asking about views on what services people should think should stay or go. How much of an impact, Charles, is that going to have here at the District Council? 
Well, Hampshire County Council, one, one of the, the hot topics, if you like, in the consultation has been the potential closure of the household wage recycling centres in Petersfield and Borden. Um, that would actually, or potentially, you know, we, we obviously have to wait and see the output from the consultation and what, and what Hampshire County Council decide to do based on that. But if they were to close those, uh, those centres, um, we believe that that would probably have an adverse effect on fly tipping. And fly tipping is, is one of the things that East Hampshire is responsible for. Mm-hmm. So a cost saving for Hampshire County Council potentially winds up as an additional cost for East Hampshire's council taxpayers because they will have to have the, the cost of, um, of collecting it. Um, and you know, our view is that it would obviously be a lot more efficient if we have centres that people can bring their waste to rather than to us having to have lorries driving around to random locations in the countryside to pick up much smaller, much smaller lots of uh, fly-tipped waste. Mm, it'd be good, better for the environment as well if you haven't got cars driving everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. So is there something that perhaps you and the county could talk to each other about? I'm just speaking from an outsider looking in. It's certainly something that we would be open to discussions on. But as I say, until Hampshire complete the, the consultation and make their decision, that you know, essentially the ball is in their court. Yeah. Um, but we, are, we will certainly be open to discussions should they be looking for a cooperative solution to the problem. Right. Yeah, as I say, you are. It is a hot topic, but there's so many other topics there um, that people are discussing as well. So following following Hampshire County Council then, is there anything that you're going to be looking at to cut in any in any of your services to meet your balanced budget? No, we are maintaining our services. Um, you probably read in the press, maybe two or three months ago, we uh, revised our fees and charges um, for a number of, of services which are not included within council mm-hmm. tax, so it covers things like burial, burials, for example. Um, and, you know, we've taken the view that all of the services that we provide should cover their cost. We should not be in a position where, for example, we ordinary council taxpayers are subsidising um, things which are optional and people take as a service. So, for example, there was uh, some discussion over the garden waste service where we did increase the fee for that this year um, fairly substantially. But obviously, yeah, we've taken that service back from Haven't Borough Council recently. They were running it on our behalf, and we've now basically got a much better view of the real cost of operating that service. And, you know, we decided that in order for it to, to cover its own costs, we needed to increase the costs. But we feel that that is justified because, in that case, the people who are actually using the service are paying for it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would be subsidised by ordinary council taxpayers. So why should somebody who's living in, in an apartment, flat, maisonette, without a garden, subsidise the cost for somebody who is, you know, having their garden waste taken away for them? So it was very important to us that we, we made those costs uh, or made the charges cover the costs. The same, same is true of car parking. You know, you know, we want to make sure that the car parks cover their costs. Um, again, you know, people who live in towns don't necessarily use them. Why should they be subsidising people from outside of the towns who do need to use them? I, had a, I did actually do an interview uh, a while ago with um, another councillor, Councillor Costigan, about car parking charges. And there was a conversation wrapped around the outlying vi- villages and there was going to be looking to see whether or not you were going to make charges on 
the villages as well. Is that that is correct, isn't it? I think uh, we, we are we are doing a review. Um, so, so the fees and charges that we did was was mm. basically a short short term uh, reaction to the cost of living crisis and so on. Um, the we are having a, a much bigger review of the whole structure of car parking charges going forward. So that will cover, you know, things like do we do we level level levy charges in other car parks, um, and at what level those charges are levied. It's probably not going to be economic to uh, start charging in all the car parks because if you if you put in charges, if you don't enforce it, then people will not pay for it. Um, and there are you know some very very small car parks in some some of the very small villages where it would not be economic mm. to uh, to do that. But certainly it's it's something that is up for discussion. Okay. And Matthew, one of the questions well I one of the things I see all the time on social media when it comes to car parking, which is a hot topic, is you put more charges on the car parks and is it going to actually have an an adverse effect on the high streets? What's your views on that one? I think it's a good question. Um, what we have tried to do with the car parking policy is put it up at a reasonable level, um, which actually um, in the last few years we have been keeping it lower during COVID, uh, which has basically has been supporting mm-hmm. that. But the overall increase which we have put on the feeds and charges on car parking is lower than inflation or at a rate of about inflation. So at the moment, we are closely monitoring it. We do not see a movement at the moment on that side. But it's, it's done to try and make it the right balancing level so that, that it's not subsidised completely by council tax. And it kind of goes back to your motto, doesn't it, of what you were just saying, that you pay for what you use rather than yes. everybody paying for everything. OK, that's great. That's useful to know. It's good to actually let the listeners understand that as well. Although we just talked about waste services, I see that... There was an announcement that um, DIY waste is now actually free of charge, which is something I believe that came down from government mm-hmm. and um, county are following it through. So with, with waste, which is always a big hot topic, what investment could we make to actually improve our services and make things better for the resident? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're, I mean, we're going to be investing as part of this budget seven hundred thousand pounds to to cover the waste collection service. That is going into a number of areas, so it's not seven hundred thousand pounds on one thing. Um, you know, your listeners will be aware that there there is an ongoing discussion about food waste collection. Mm-hmm. Um, that is coming. You know, the, the government is preparing legislation for that, but we don't know exactly what it's going to look like yet. But we are beginning to put funding away to to cover that almost certain eventuality coming coming towards us. Um, we obviously also have an amount of inflation. Um, you know, the uh, the waste collection service is very labour intensive, um, so we need to factor inflation into that. Um, and we're also doing some some investments in our fleet um, to make sure that they're ready for the future. Yeah, and that's that's a good subject because, you know, obviously the fleets don't last forever, do they, Matthew? <laughs> Unfortunately not. And uh, one thing I would say is um, the size of our district does mean actually these that sometimes last for shorter periods than other areas because of the size involved in it. So we are looking at that, making sure we have a proper replacement programme in, in place so that um, we invest with those in the future. Right, OK. Yeah, and I think that 
obviously we have lots of country lanes here, don't we? So I'm guessing it's bigger, um, not bigger, but smaller vehicles. Uh, yeah, and the wear and tear on the bigger vehicles in particular is difficult in this area. So we need to buy the right vehicles for this district. One thing we've done recently is swap some vehicles around to get some smaller vehicles in there which actually are, are more suited for the smaller lanes across right. the council yeah yeah which we have plenty of don't we, we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so far this has gone to overview and scrutiny i believe yeah. um did we get any feedback from them of any sort i mean one of the proposals that we uh, we have in the budget is to adjust the way that the the councillor community grant scheme yeah, is, uh, is is structured. Um, so up until this year, each councillor received four and a half thousand pounds, or had a pool of four and a half thousand pounds they could allocate to uh, across their communities for projects. Um, that had to include a thousand pounds worth of environmental projects, and that that's been running for three or four years now. One of the things we were finding is that there was also a limit of £3,000 per project. And that was, begi- that was beginning to become an issue um, because environmental projects tend to be quite expensive. So what we've done is to restructure the, uh, the councillor grant in such a way that the environmental part of that will be allocated within the environmental budget. Um, so that removes the restriction of £3,000 per project. So it's still available to councillors, but through a different route. And the, the part of the count, the, each pot that each councillor has will be reduced to £3,500. Right, OK. So same amount of money, different pots. So it will go to... What's the next route for this? So the next meeting it goes to is the Cabinet. So mm-hmm. that's the uh, you know the the leadership team of the of uh, members of the council. It, it will go to cabinet on the twenty second of uh, of February, and then following that, uh, a week later, it goes to the what we call budget council um, on the 29th, uh, which will be held in Festival Hall this year, and it will be debated by members and. Um, we hope accepted by members, um, and it's it's one of those unusual um, discu- uh, topics that's discussed at council where we have a full recorded vote. So each member stands up and says whether they are for and against. So you can see exactly who your uh, who your ward councillor voted or how your ward fa- uh, ward councillor voted. And you can see all of that online if you can't make it in person. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I shall be there, definitely, to see the outcome of that one. Um, Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. The Petersfield Seed Swap is your chance to plant some ideas for your garden. Or on your allotment, Claire. Of course, Steve. We'll be there to help you pick up some inspiration and advice. And enjoy some specialist talks from experts. Helia Bowling will be in town to help you start a cut flower garden. And I'll show you how to plant an amazing veg plot. Plant some ideas with us at the Petersfield Seed Swap. It's on Saturday the 9th of March at Winton House in Petersfield Town Centre. And it's funded by the UK Government through the UK Shared Prosperity Fund. And you'll find more details at shineradio.uk. Happy gardening.